Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi. Hello. Welcome back to Old Millennials, a deep dive on shallow topics from the late 90s and early 2000s, except today we're not going to be talking about that time and not going that deep. But uh, I am one of your hosts, Emily Bajan. And I'm your other host, Margot Poupard. And this is one of our mini episodes. Uh, today we are going a little meta, if you will, because we are on a podcast talking about people who host podcasts, specifically unqualified white dudes who uh, have decided... Exactly. I'm not, I don't think that... <laughs> I really don't think that they qualify as people per se, especially once yeah. we get to my favorite thing, which is one-star reviews. Um, I think someone on the internet, of course, summed it up perfectly about the type of uh, hosts we will be discussing in this meta mini or mini meta shit. You said it better before we hit record. And I was like, yeah, that should be the title. <laughs> I will say, I think one quote stands out to me in all of this. So as I was telling Margo before we started recording, I did listen to part of the first episode of How Men Think, hosted by Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw. And uh, Brooks says, and I quote, since I've Uh left the sport, he's talking about hockey, I have a lot to say. And I have to say, this is what I've noticed. I think this is the theme that reoccurs in all of these podcasts. It's ever since I've blah, 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 be it acted, sung, played a sport, since I've left something, I have a lot to say. But really, it's a lot to say for people who never asked, an audience of people who never asked to hear any of these things. I think my biggest question when someone like Brooks Lech or any of these men that we'll be discussing is, you have a lot to say, but do you? Are you sure? I don't know if that's necessarily true, which I actually think is a wonderful segue into the first 90s man with an unnecessary podcast, Brian Austin Green. I'm like, what if I told you there were... 80 American episodes of this podcast. Would you believe me? I only would because as of two hours ago, I now know that as a fact. 
before then, but if, I could But if you were just a, a no. person on the street and I stopped you and I said, hey, do you know that Brian Austin Green not only has a podcast, but he's recorded 80 fucking episodes of it? I mean, no, I, I would have never, ever guessed. 2020 is wild enough. We don't need this info in the world. But, oh boy, does nothing say, I don't care that you're making out with Machine Gun Kelly, Megan, more than oh. starting your own podcast. In just a, you know, quick glance at his website, which, by the way, it's called With Brian Austin Green, which, like, is a, not a good title because he's very infrequently with somebody. Like, it's always just him and his, like, producer intern person. So he's sort of doing, like, an yeah. Anna Ferris sort of style podcast. Derek Russell. Um, yes. His, yeah, his name which is Derek I, Russell. You know, similar to Macaulay Culkin's podcast, he also has a co-host. I tried to look into him because his credit is quote-unquote screenwriter. I was like, oh, what have you written? Turns out that there are a lot of, um, what's his fucking names? Matt Cohen's out there. First of all, an actor came up first and I was like, that's not the droid I'm looking for. And then I couldn't find him and then I went down some weird rabbit hole, which is exactly what happens during every episode research that I do. But back to Brian Austin Green. Um, the biggest thing that stuck out to me about his podcast is that it's billed as a comedy, which is another thing I didn't ever think associated with Brian Austin Green. Um, no. And another thing that you told me before we hit record was that another thing I never thought he would do or consider him would would consider him to be good at, which is he has a rap career or had yeah. one at one point. He did. So I had to laugh when I was reading the tagline or the description of this podcast where they talk about it's, you know, join TV's Brian Austin Green and co-host Derek Russell as they prove that nothing is off limits as long as it's off topic in the actor's first foray into new media. And I was thinking that like foray into new media. This is coming from a man who recorded a hip hop album in 1996 this album, Margot knows how long I've been wanting to talk about this album. Um, it's called One Stop Carnival. It was produced by Slim oh Kid boy. 3 from the far side. One of my favorite 90s hip hop groups, by the way. A fantastic group who did not deserve to have to produce this album. I don't know why that choice was made. And features production by a young Will I Am, then known as Will 1X, on a track called That's Right. Um, there are like three... Three other songs. Oh, oh, boy, oh, boy. Yes. Three okay. other tracks I want to single out here because the titles Go are ahead. ridiculous. Find that spotlight. I'm going <clears throat> to find it now. One, one, two, three. So number one, number two, and then threes is spelled out with a Z. Uh, style is okay. style is it, uh, is this spelled I-Z. Music business uh, with just <laughs> the interlude is titled Music Business with just a bunch of symbols, meaning, I guess, ex- some sort of an expletive. The Drama, Mind, and The Body, Beauty, and The Beats. And then Ecstasy, spelled E-X-T-A-C-Y. And that's that's really all I have to say about Brian Austin Green's rap career. That's the, the title. Is um, Beauty and The Beat, is it with... Is it pluralized? If it's pluralized, is it another Z? Oh, beats with an S. He decided to be a little more conventional with this particular track. Oh, wow. And, yes. So yes. he wasn't he following the rule of, he wasn't following the rule of threes with the Z joke. So no. I guess we can't really qualify his podcast as comedy anymore since he broke the cardinal rule. Yes, exactly. Truly. I, uh, I mean, 
I also, I mean, we of course have to quickly talk about the fact that this man decided that his one, uh, the like one of two places where he would speak out about his recent divorce from Megan Fox was having an entire episode about it. As we've discussed in our celeb divorce episode, if you have a lot of money and have hired a publicist, use them. I don't think taking up a podcast episode to talk about your divorce is worth it unless that's the angle you were going for to begin with in your podcast. I really just don't have much else to say about that. I mean, Emily, I think we both know that the only reason we even had heard about his podcast was because he got divorced and talked about it. Yeah. So I think that he definitely was using it as a launching point because I was, when I found out that he had talked about it on on his podcast, I was like, oh, that must be like the first or maybe like the fifth episode. So I was truly shocked when I saw they did 80 fucking yeah. episodes. So I, and I guarantee you the talking about the divorce thing was the highest rated episode that he has. And look, of course. we're not trying to, we're not punching down down on Brian Austin Green. I mean, he's rich. It's sort of like impossible for us to do that regardless. But, you know, I don't think that his ratings ordinarily for his podcast are good. I mean, it's not like it's not on a network of any sort. It's sort of like released independently. And especially judging by that bio that you read about it being his first foray into new media, you know, clearly Derek Russell or whatever wrote that copy is all I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to talk about Bunny Ears or oh. Macaulay Culkin's podcast. I, okay. I, so I, as a rule, I don't listen to celebrity podcasts. And not only do I find them kind of hollow, but they're also criminally boring. And so I just don't really like them. I especially don't really think that I'll ever really listen to Bunny Ears because he's doing like celebrity on celebrity interview, which is the worst kind of interview, in my opinion. If I want to kind of get like an in-depth interview, I'll just go listen to Mark Marin. But really, just broadly speaking, interview format podcasts are not my thing. So he hosts this podcast with an unverified screenwriter named Matt Cohen, and there hasn't been a new episode since Christmas. So maybe we are already rid of another man's useless podcast, but it had a significant amount of episodes. It seemed like it had a pretty good following, but it's also because he has a satirical website called Bunny Ears, which hosts the podcast. And so I think it's all sort of the same community. And that's how I the podcast even came to be. I did not realize until researching for this that Bunny Ears was more than just a podcast. Like it's an entire, oh, yeah. I, don't want, I do not want to use the word empire right now, but an entire media thing like that. It's kind of like a hello giggles or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's it's all sorts I of mean, media. I mean, that's a pretty... That's a pretty apt description, especially since Zoe Deschanel had like a hand in Hello Giggles. I would right, say it's, right. it's sort of like it's it's like reductress or like an it wants to be the onion because it's a lot of satire stuff. And yeah. I've had a couple of friends write for the website. And so I had heard about the website before I had ever even known that there was a podcast. And then I'd heard rumblings about a podcast. And then I felt like I, I lost interest in the idea before I could even look into it. And now it's already over. But I think it started in 2018. I believe maybe 2017. Yeah. And I feel like that was around the same time as Macaulay. He he did a lot of public appearances around that time to promote this. Like, cause he's usually been like, since he stopped acting um, and, you know, apart from like party monster and a few things here and there, like he's done a few indie movies, he's stayed out a lot of the spotlight for the most part. And, you know, he's done a few things like pizza underground, but uh, which we'll get into, but really this was the first time I feel like he had been on a lot of talk shows since 
he was a child actor. Um, but yeah, I remember it was right around that time. So yes. Do you have anything that you want to add about his uh, musical yes. career besides the Velvet Underground cover band, the pizza-centric Velvet Underground cover band? Because that's pretty much all I have about their podcast. Again, I'm not going to listen to a celeb-on-celeb celeb interview. I barely will listen to a regular one. So all, all I really have to say is if I had started, a, started in a successful movie franchise as a kid, legally emancipated myself from my parents as a teenager, married at 17, divorced a few years later, et cetera, et cetera, I don't really know what I'd be doing at this point in my life. So honestly, considering the trajectory of a ton of other child stars, uh, Macaulay Culkin's kind of useless podcast is probably one of the least offensive. <laughs> oh, guarantee. At least Macaulay Culkin is funny and smart. I think exactly. it's in the pantheon of celeb to own media sites. His bunny ears is the least offensive thing. It's not like, what was Brooke, Brooke Lively? What was Blake Lively's obnoxious website that she closed oh, down like God. Homestead or whatever? Yeah. Which Martha like, that to me only said she liked that to me to was the most crochet. offensive. Yeah. 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 That was the most offensive. Like I, I, don't love Goop, but I have a begrudging respect uh, for at least that's like a real empire. I would I don't think that Bunny Ears is an empire by any stretch, but no, it's no. a decent website and it pays freelancers, which is rare. So there, right? There's a positive. Honestly, Here's a less positive. Yeah, Zach Braff, Donald Faison, and their fucking Scrubs podcast. Have we not suffered enough in the year 2020? The only genre of podcast I hate more than Celebrity on Celebrity Interview is former TV stars talking about their old fucking show. Yes, and I am looking at you, Office Ladies. Who asked for Office Ladies? Who asked for that? Truly, Anybody? Nobody. I think truly the only one I somewhat liked um, is the OG on this, which is Joshua Molina's podcast on the West Wing. That I felt kind of hit the right notes. It's weird to me, though, when it comes to shows like Scrubs in the Office. I feel like it's just kind of, as we've talked about before, I mean, it's just capitalizing on this wave of people having nostalgia and finding these shows on Netflix. And uh, I mean, they're not getting reboots, but like, you know, it's the same kind of enthusiasm that goes into reboot culture, if we can call it that. Um, but yeah, I just, that podcast is not needed. I'm already predispositioned to dislike Zach Braff over Garden State still. But like you mentioned, they already have so much money from these reruns being in syndication. Yeah. He has so much yes. scrubs money. Why wouldn't you take the option that I always like beg celebrities to do, which is just take the money and fuck off forever? I mean, Donald Faison can stay. He's cool. Everybody loves Murray from Clueless. But please, let's just not mince words. Zach Braff doesn't need this. Why don't you try and direct another indie? Because you just interjecting yourself with a podcast only for me, and we don't have to talk about it, but only reminds me how much I hate the fact that you're dating Florence Pugh. Less about the age thing, but because, again, I don't want him to have any happiness, Emily. He doesn't deserve it. So, <laughs> um, Zach Braff, so please, Zach Braff, cancel this okay. podcast, take your rerun money, and just go. Just go, please. We are acting wow. nicely. I would uh, rather, honestly, would rather have Donald Faison and Jessica Simpson's best friend since they're married. I'd rather wait, have them Casey have a podcast. Cobb, than Zach yeah. Thank Casey you. Cobb. I was like, No, I mean, because there's like, it's so funny that like we know these assistants' names, like Fish, of course, is Brittany's very famous assistant. Right, yeah, and then K Casey Cobb has been Jessica Simpson's assistant. I mean, I don't think she is anymore, but was her assistant for so I, we long. Can, 
We can thank MTV for all of that. And by the way, I almost called Casey Cobb Carrie Ann Moss, which is why I said Jessica Simpson's best friend. (laughs) She does have an interesting spelling. It's like C-A-Y, I believe, with a capital C-E-E. So it's a a creative white people spelling of Casey. (laughs) Oh, I love an unhinged uh, white girl name. Like when it's just spelled with capitalization and... Whatever. Mackenzie Lee it's, with like six oh. E-I-G-H's. Well, I don't want to spoil it too much, but when I was looking up um, a topic for the member game that we're going to play in the next episode, I was shocked to discover that Tyra Banks's middle name is Lynn. Tyra Lynn Banks. I usually associate the middle name Lynn with like white girl, like Southern white girls. Cause you, there's always like a, a, a Casey Lane or a Tara Lynn or a yeah, Tiffany or I, Lane. I know and so many I was Heather, really... Heather Lynn is like, I know every Heather, Heather I've ever known for the most part has been a Heather Lynn. It's real like debutante ball-ish. And I'm not saying that Tyra Banks can't get into a debutante ball. I'm just saying that I was very taken aback by it, it being Lynn. I just thought yeah. it would be, I guess I just never thought, I didn't actually thought, think that she would ever have a middle name because she's just Tyra. Tyra Banks. Anyway, do you have anything else to talk about Scrubs? I mean, does do we know if Florence has made an appearance on the the show? Uh, From my peripheral glance, or my little scrub through their um, episode list, which they don't have a ton of episodes, which is great because it really did just start at the beginning of the pandemic, which is such unfortunate timing. Um, I don't see her name on on any of the guests. Well, I'm um, unfortunate timing in terms of like, don't we have enough to deal with? <laughs> now we have to deal with this guy, this white guy who like needs attention. I mean, so I've seen Zach Braff actually quite a, like probably the most of any celebrity just about in LA because he drives or used to drive this shitty Lotus. It's not shitty, but they're like these luxury cars that are also, they're like before you could get like a Tesla, you'd get like a Lotus. And so he'd always drive it around, like park it in front of like Cafe Gratitude so that everybody could fucking see him or he'd park it at um the ivy or whatever and you'd always know when he was there he's um a little bit of a thirsty bitch is all i'm trying to say yeah i don't think i'll be tuning in um <laughs> no i will be missing it and he also i mean a, a, a friend of mine actually hit me up and was like oh i'm thinking about starting a podcast can you give me like some tips or whatever and so i you know told him what our setup is and stuff i was like oh what are you planning on doing he's like oh me and one of my friends like his long distance best friend are gonna rewatch scrubs and talk about every episode and then literally emailed me two days later and he's like whoops i guess zach braff beat me too and i was like oh god <laughs> so traded one evil for a different kind of evil anyway uh, i mean this is my favorite part we're gonna talk about brooks lake and gavin DeGraw's podcast <laughs> called How men think oh sweetie no if i wanted to know how men think i would just i would just watch the tahari p henson movie again again an excellent plain watch but seriously gotta love white guys giving us answers to the questions that no one asked or cares about how men think couldn't be less interested okay so here's the show description and if you can make it through without screaming you get to drink an extra glass of wine or whatever tasty non-alcoholic beverage you want here it is Have you ever wondered what your husband is really thinking? Not really. Why does your boyfriend do that? You mean the cheating? It's because he's a prick. Solved it. See, these other little asides are just me as I'm screaming at this description that they have written in earnest. It's no secret that men often don't share their inner thoughts, even with each other. Gee, you don't say. Is this part of the how men think that you were going to enlighten me about? Because we already know this. (laughs) This would take 30 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, I think we can just get us in there. 
We'll also figure it all out. You will get you in and out with this podcast under an hour. A quick This listen. podcast will literally serve as how men think. The NHL great Brooks Lake, an award-winning musician, singer, songwriter, Gavin DeGraw, and their panel of experts, which I wrote LOL next to, each of whom is in a different stage of their life, opening up on their personal and often hysterical views, which are actually generally misogynistic views on relationships, marriage, children, health, wellness, another LOL, lifestyle, self-discovery, the list keeps going, and the world, which like they're going to tackle all of these men are going to tackle all these topics. Are you sure you can handle it? Especially since maybe you guys aren't as good on the like self-discovery children marriage side and maybe possibly lifestyle. Um, We are opening up the mind of a man. (laughs) Sorry, I'll take that again. We are opening up the mind of the man for you and revealing how men think an iHeartRadio podcast. <laughs> okay, so I have to talk about this as as someone who, again, listened to the first 15 minutes of the first episode and the preview. Um, so it definitely reads the- are. I'm a listener. You are an authority on the How Men Think podcast. I am, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Howie, is, is, if that's what they call their fans. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so- <laughs> After listening, it's it's reeks of iHeartRadio bullshit. I always have a chip. I have a bone to pick with iHeartRadio because I am one of those people who interned at radio independent radio stations in college, and I just like fuck them. Um, they they buy out stations and have like just destroyed radio. But um, it very much reeks of the like the theme is just of course it's like a sexy woman voice. She's like saying. This is how men think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Like, it's so, like, if this was not a morning show in, like, Duluth or something, I, you know, like, it, this could very well be. Like, that's what it, it just reeks of. I mean, the hosts all together kind of sound like it. Like, it's, um, as I, like, told you earlier, I, I thought, as I was listening to this, it's clear to me, without doing any additional research, that I don't think anyone knew anyone before this, and it was just a assembling oh, of randos. <laughs> not at all. I mean, you are, I mean, you obviously already know since you have worked in independent radios, but iHeartRadio is just a giant conglomerate, and they just have talent. I think that they're sort of, like... Um, a, a sort of like affiliate uh, network. And so they just have acquired talent all over the place. And so all they do, and this is how an iHeartRadio podcast kind of comes to be, they like approach talent and they already have the idea, the title, like they just slot in talent for the show. It's not something that like, you know, Brooks Lake and Gavin DeGraw, like it's not like you and me, like getting drunk at a party and being like, we should have a podcast. Like they were just, they were told by their managers or whatever that they're going to do this podcast together. And whether or not it goes or anything like that, it's still content that they can syndicate. And so iHeartRadio makes money no matter what. So it can fail and not be good. I mean, the barometer for what's good is kind of, I would love to see that. I mean, they're going to get dollars regardless at that point. Exactly. So it doesn't really matter. So if the chemistry is off, they'll kind of like take out people and add people here and there until it either runs itself into the ground or writes itself. And they don't really give a shit either way. So that's why... Of these podcasts, they do make me insane. They have all of like the former bachelor people on there yeah. hosting so, God knows what, rambling about who knows what. 
And there's a lot of crossover there because they, and so many of yeah. their guest stars have been Bachelor Nation people. So Wells Adams, Ben Higgins. Uh, there's an episode where they just literally say they emailed, they, that they uh, interviewed some female contestants from The Bachelor, which I'm, I was just too lazy to Google. Um, Candace Cameron Bure. And then there was an episode on grooming and well being featuring Karamo, Tasha from The Bachelor, and Brad Goreski. So it's been a lot of crossover with Bachelor Nation just because the iHeart media radio people have the talent to be able to like swap them in and out. And I use the word talent lightly here. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of foreshadowing. Yeah, exactly. to, there's a lot of foreshadowing to Brooks and Julianne eventual split. And I talked about them right now on like first name basis as if we're friends, but um, they had an episode <laughs> They had an episode in February about divorce and breakups, which again, not going to listen to. But at that point, I mean, judging by how long people have been talking about those two being split, they were definitely over by that point. All I have to say about this podcast, in addition to that, is that the email to contact them is men at iHeartRadio.com, which I hate. <laughs> That's so fucking gross, dude. No, thank you. Uh, so I wasted quite a bit of time trolling the um, the reviews of the show on iTunes. So, of course, a, a wide majority of the reviews, at least especially in the beginning, were extremely misogynistic. At one point, a lot of the reviews are just hate or love for their producer, Amy, who... There was one review that I didn't put it in here because it wasn't a one star, but it did make me laugh. Apparently, this woman was they were talking, I believe, about breakups, the episode that you were alluding to. And uh, I guess she like hijacked the panel at one point and started crying on air about like a man who wouldn't text her back, <laughs> which I thought if you're a producer, that seems really intense. And maybe like the podcast isn't the platform for it. But there were a couple of one star reviews that truly made me laugh. Uh, my The first one, I'm going to just read three. The first one is titled, Over It. Anyone else just a tad annoyed at hearing about how much people enjoy eating healthy and exercising while the rest of us work 50 plus hours a week to make less, th to make less a year than they paid for their car? So many podcasters <laughs> are completely out of touch with the majority of society and lack relevance to the point it's concerning. Let this podcast would be less self-absorbed than the others, not even close to what real men think. Oh my gosh. Next next one star review. Brooks has to go. Miss the roundtable discussion with the co-host. Don't feel like Brooks adds any value beyond hockey and all his money. That's probably true. And I really and do genuinely love Brooks Lake as a hockey player. He was one of my favorite players on the Caps. But yeah, not not so much as a that podcast was, person. I would say about 15% of the reviews are like, I fucking love Brooks as like a cap. Is it a Capitals player? Is that yes, what they are? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, they like they came for that, and then but some people also like really liked Gavin DeGraw, and then some people are like, oh, they don't really make any sense together because they're different places in their lives. I'm like, what are we saying? Okay, so I think the best one for last. It, I was just going to say, I will say like, Go ahead. the thing that they intro in the beginning is that like all those randos that we, whose names we are refuse to learn and on the podcast are married with children. And then Brooks like was at the time when they started married with, with dogs. And then Gavin DeGraw is the one single guy on the show. So I think that's what they're alluding to. Yes. Uh, Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what the other reviews illuminated for me. I couldn't tell who was like who had kids and who did it. But I, I knew that Brooks was married at the time. 
I don't really know anything about Gavin DeGrasse. I was like, uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, last, but most certainly not least, and also the shortest titled, not for me, not a podcast I could get into. And I listen to many all men run podcasts. <laughs> Let's just start calling our podcast an all female run podcast. <laughs> and I exclusively listen to all female run podcasts. Okay. <laughs> that was okay. I mean, it doesn't really, that's the peak of the mountain. Here we are taking the view. And while you're here, why don't you follow us on our socials? What a beautiful <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you would think that after a year of doing this, I would get better at it. It's only sort of like, you know, real hit or miss here. But you can follow us on Instagram at the old millennials pod. We are also writing con- blog content on our medium page, which is at old millennials pod. Yeah. We're also at the old millennials pod on Facebook. And you can follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Marg Shiro. And I'm at Emily A. Beijing. And until next time, we say bye-bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.